Hello, and welcome to the Seven Sage Podcast. I'm JY Ping, and on today's episode, I speak with Seven Sager Sawmill, who scored a 170 on her LSAT. Her first diagnostic score was a 150, and she had two official LSAT scores in the low 160s before finally getting that coveted 170 on her third attempt. This difficult process was made even more challenging by the fact that English is not her first language. In fact, she wasn't really immersed in English until she went to high school. And as an international student, the LSAT was the very first standardized exam she had ever taken. Her success was the result of 18 months of intense studying and her clearing two plateaus. We talk about how she did that and the importance of having supportive friends and family. I learned from Samil about the concept of an energy vampire, and we also speak in detail about the highly effective ways in which she incorporated outside reading from The Economist into her studies. Over the course of the conversation, it became abundantly clear to me how she was able to reach her 170 in spite of the odds. Samil is a student full of conviction and embraced every opportunity to work hard and go the extra mile. I have no doubt that she has a bright future ahead of her as a law student and a lawyer. I hope you enjoy listening to her story. Hi, I'm here with Sawmill. She's known as Gray Warden on Seven Sage. That's her handle on uh, our forums. And uh, Sawmill, can I get you to just introduce yourself briefly? Oh, well, I'm an international applicant and uh, I have actually never been to America. Whoa. And um, <laughs> yes, and uh, I, I studied for the LSAT for about uh, 18 months. Um, even though I made my account on Seven Sage much earlier, but I started studying for the LSAT uh, diligently much later. And it took me about uh, at least 18 months of an intensive preparation uh, to be able to get a decent score. What did you get? Uh, I, I got a 170, though it was in my third attempt, uh, but it, I was happy hey, with this. That's as long as long as you get that 170, you're fine. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter if it's your first or third attempt. Law schools look at uh, high scores anyway. So congratulations. Are you applying this cycle? Well, I, I may have to put it off for uh, one more year, but uh, uh, maybe in one or two years I will apply. Uh, I, I had applied last cycle uh, and I was very late in applying. Uh, so I got wait listed at uh, almost all all of the T14 law schools except Yale uh, and I got a, a, a full scholarship at one of the a little lower ranked schools uh, but uh, I thought uh, maybe I could reapply earlier in one of the next cycles or maybe retake the LSAT so to increase my chances uh, so I'm thinking about doing that now. Yeah, last cycle was kind of tough, uh, especially for applying late. Were you applying with the 170 or were you applying with a different LSAT score? I applied with the 170. I got it uh, late because uh, I took it in the uh, in December. My score came out a little late, so I applied in January. Actually, I applied on the deadline uh, for all the top law schools. I remember sitting in a cafe and doing that. that <laughs> It's not a good idea. Don't do that. Yeah, that's that's rough. Uh, this cycle should be better if you can just get your applications in earlier. Um, I don't know if you if you've taken a look at our uh, predictor. Um, your your odds actually improve quite a lot when you uh, apply in uh, October versus uh, January. Um, the percentages go up quite a bit 
Yes, and they have more money to give out also. I'm not sure about it, but that's what I've read. Yeah, for sure. Well, so, okay, so I'm, I'm really curious. Um, what stoked your interest in uh, getting a legal education in uh, the United States? I had some exposure to the uh, laws in my country and uh, the jurisdiction in my country, and I wanted to explore uh, laws and a legal system of another jurisdiction and, uh, uh, you know, have a more uh, holistic knowledge of the law. And uh, I've always wanted to at least work for some time in a different country before I come back to my home country to get some experience because uh, it would be really valuable to use in the market where I also live. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think uh, U.S. is definitely still the uh, one place in the world that attracts international applicants from everywhere. Um, but I imagine that must have been a really strong decision. You must have had a lot of conviction to uh, to back up that decision because studying for the LSAT yeah. is such a giant <laughs> yes. hurdle. That we're... Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, initially, I, I was so busy with work and everything, I couldn't start preparing. Uh, but uh, I made time for that because of the conviction only that I got to do this. So I need to make time and I had absolutely no social life for a very long time. <laughs> but but I, I, I guess it'll be worth it. And, you know, uh, I have realized that uh, studying for the LSAT has made me, you know, uh, perform better at my job also. I guess I've become more analytical oh, and read care- more carefully now. Uh, and my whole brain feels rewired the, because of the training. Yeah, nice. Uh, what were your previous uh, LSAT scores? Uh, I I got a, a 161 in my first attempt, uh-huh. and I studied uh, quite a bit in between, and then I got a 163 in my second attempt. So I was really heartbroken. Yeah. Because there was just two point improvement, and uh, I uh, realized that first attempt uh, I uh, I was in a rush to get it done. I guess I shouldn't have taken it. I should have waited. I, I caved into the pressure and I uh, took the test when I wasn't fully ready. And uh, people shouldn't do it. It's a waste of an attempt. I in my um, I was I hadn't even gotten a 170 in my prep test and I, I shouldn't have taken it. Yeah, but all right, I took it. I I I didn't understand that. You know, I I I. I should have not taken it, but it's, it's okay. okay. Now. It's okay now. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. I just, I, I really admire your persistence, and I, I find it uh, just nothing short of remarkable that you're able to stay with the plan for a year and a half. I mean, there must have been times when you felt really uh, dejected, and uh, perhaps things were. Did you? Did you feel ever feel like uh, things were hopeless? Of course, I I plateaued all the time. I, the the uh, most difficult plateau. There were two plateaus uh, when I had to break into the 160s, and uh, uh, when I had to break out of the late 160s. So at those places in my preparation, I uh, I was very. Uh, I I started to feel that maybe maybe I can't do this. You know, because because I had never even taken a standardized test. We never took the SATs. I mean, standardized test was something even oh. which was even new to me. And and uh, uh, wow. I, 
so i so i was like oh, it required i was getting no to getting to know about uh, the the uh, format uh, of these standardized tests and it requires a difficult a, a different state of mind to take a standardized test it's not like the exams we used to take and uh, it was nothing like it you know and yeah i i remember uh, meditating a lot when that used to happen i used to have a, a workout routine i did a lot of yoga also I became really good at it in the whole process meditation and yoga <laughs> nice yeah, i used to yeah. do a lot of it because uh, i used to go through the forums on 7th stage only there are so many people talking about it that uh, it's a very learnable test and so i trusted that when people said that i was i mean they 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 have their experience and so i thought maybe i could do it too it was not easy though i mean i i oh, i breaks in between especially because i am not the greatest test taker i am a really bad test taker my 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 diagnostic was like 150 and i'm not not i was not a good test taker and i freak out while taking the exam get so anxious uh, and i st- I feel like my my forehead has sweat and I'm not the greatest of this tech. And uh, if I think if I can do it anybody can do it because I'm like the worst absolute worst of this tech. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on that's not true. I I'm 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 amazed at how much you improved. That's a 20 point improvement from your uh, diagnostic. That's that's amazing. Yes uh, I I used to score a uh, higher in prep test sometimes right. but uh, i think there is an anxiety penalty on yes. the day of the test also i made a mistake of uh, not uh, regulating my sleep cycle properly so i was running on two and a half hours of sleep on my test nice. day it, i think it did cost me a point or two uh, but uh, i i did practice uh, taking the exam without sleeping much because i f- kind of foresaw that this may happen considering anxious uh, i'm an anxious person Just as a, a word of advice for your next retake, whenever it's scheduled, are you? I guess you're scheduled for the international test next year. Is it March or sometime? It's it's in January, and then I think uh, it's in June. June. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, we we only have three attempts. Uh, uh, we don't have five, and I don't think digitally launched LSAT is taking place here. It's the regular one. Oh thank goodness! You get <laughs> to take it on good old fashioned paper. And oh pencil. yes. But I was gonna say, just as a word of advice, try to get enough sleep in in the entire week building up to the test. That way, even if the night before you're not getting as much sleep, you're not too yeah, it's not affecting you too much because sleep debt is something that accumulates over time too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what I did the last time also. So I think that's why I did not do this. I did not make a disaster out of it. I was sleeping probably in the week before. Uh, going going back to uh, the sort of the long studying process, uh, how how much of a role did your family or friends? How much of a role did they play? I, you mentioned that you had friends who were already in the U.S. in, in yeah, school. my family uh, has been supportive mostly, uh, but uh, some of my friends uh, haven't been that great. But though I mean. <laughs> I think uh, there are some people who will really support you. I I had one friend. Uh, I used to talk to her every day, and uh, uh, she would be really supportive. And she was there. So she's still there throughout with my admission process and prep. And it's important to have a support system. It's really important to have. And uh, if you are preparing for the LSAT, I think it's important to. This is the time you distance yourself from toxic people too. 
it's not talked about but it's really important i think i mean if you you you, you know who i'm talking about you feel that there there kind of i was reading about it called energy vampires in your life e- and sorry, you know energy they, vampires yeah i mean they take your energy yeah, i mean they uh, i mean lsat is difficult as it is even if you have you're also surrounded with positive people and if you have people who are toxic it's good to distance yourself from them at least while you're studying for it Yeah, I totally agree. That's really important. And I love that term. I'm going to start using that term now. <laughs> I'm going to start calling people energy vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you before you know it you realize that uh, uh, that they may affect your mind state uh, in a negative way. Don't let that happen. Yeah, you want people to if it's you know, the thing it's hard for people who don't who are not studying for the test to understand the mentality of someone studying for the test because it's so important and it's so weirdly important like in this in this specific phase of your life in between uh, well right before law school this is like the single most important thing you can do right so so that's what that's what's hard for people to to understand but if even if people don't understand I feel like you know you can tell that there are people who will just defer judgment right like i you know like this is important to my friend who's studying for this obviously they know they can make up their own decisions about this so i should just respect their versus i've heard i've heard you know uh, there there are people who just like come on just take it already it was yeah. it was like sometimes delayed. people sometimes people just they just let's just start to resent you for your preparation and then you are not hanging out with them that much and it's not oh, nice. that's really bad yeah. yeah that's really bad yeah there are people who like sort of don't don't want you to get ahead because they they it's uh, unfortunate but they th- they think it's it's kind of like it reflects poorly on them if if you're if you're getting ahead that's yeah that's probably that's bad. that's probably it. and also i was told to just apply with my first score but uh, i knew that uh, i i somewhere knew that i can do better than this and i didn't study properly and i uh, i couldn't do better than this i felt it somewhere also uh, it's important to get a scholarship uh, because the law school is so expensive and getting more expensive every year yes uh, it's 3% increase at least i guess every year that's right i'm so glad you believed in yourself and you stuck it out and and you have something you have something to show for it Yeah, it was really hard though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine as it as an ELSA ELSA student, this must be. I mean, this is insanely difficult test as it is for native speakers, right? Like, what did you? Was there anything you found like especially difficult? Well, uh, first of all, I did not have any experience with standardized tests themselves, so which was itself in a hurdle. I had never taken standardized tests, and and then I when I started to practice uh, full length prep tests after preparing for a while and going through the curriculum um, i realized that uh, this 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 requires an entirely different state of mind and and uh, it may be obvious but uh, reading comprehension was especially difficult i mean where where i lived we didn't study english till proper, properly uh, till i was in high school actually so uh, but but uh, you know i picked it up from there it was all right Um so as you especially English is great. I thought that's incredible that you only started learning it in high school. We used to have English as a subject but everything else we studied in our native language. But from my high school uh, uh, I was transferred to a school where uh, other subjects were also taught in English which was helpful. Uh, so RC was especially difficult and um, I I would say I in a full length prep test uh, I never got a perfect score. 
but uh, as i progressed uh, in my preparation in blind review i started to get a perfect score uh, i think the best i got in rc was minus 2 in a prep test uh, so that was the section i was still trying to improve upon uh, uh, even in the days leading up to the test uh, I, it was uh, you know thankfully i was uh, getting quite good in uh, logic games so uh, i could i was able to uh, set off the possible uh, loss in points in uh, rc with a perfect uh, lg score uh, i i remember i used to be very difficult in between like parsing long sentences and referential phrasing but uh, uh, i i was reading uh, about it um, on the seven ca discussion forums and i got to know about scientific american and economist and uh, i started to read economist very regularly and i realized the, the economist is very the uh, similar to the lsat passages some of the passages in economist especially i i used to hate the cultural passage and uh, you know all of those things and i and uh, i remember reading that uh, somebody suggested that there is a cultural section in economist so i would go there read those passages also and uh, though uh, i had uh, uh, this uh, advantage that i was uh, okay with legal passages Uh, but um, uh, for other subjects i used to resort to uh, these forums and uh, read a lot of science passages i would read at least one uh, uh, article on economist a day and i would uh, take a print out of it instead of reading it from the screen and uh, i would read it uh, in the way i would do a uh, do a rc passage oh so you would do the premise conclusion you would do like summaries and try to read for structure yeah i try for structure uh, you know see low resolution points and see high resolution points and uh, and, and make kind of a story out of a whole passage that this is the point of the author is so i i, I had to do that i felt that otherwise uh, um, uh, when i i think in my first test i took i got like half of the questions wrong in rc and i I took. I was able to do only three passages. <laughs> It was really bad. Yeah, that's you know that's really great. <laughs> I I wish people were in, would emphasize that more because you do hear a lot uh, of people saying read the Economist, but the next thing that's important is how you read the Economist. It's not just a leisurely casual reading. You're supposed to be reading the Economist if it's a short article, like the way you read an LR passage. If it's a long article. you should be reading it like the way you read an rc passage that's that's where you actually get some value out of it yeah in fact there's some uh, passages uh, when you talk about one person how that how great is that person so in order to practice for that i would read some obituary passages on <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> i would do that because they just keep praising the person and then you know just all about that person and how great his work is his or her that's work amazing. is and you know <laughs> so i would do that sometimes Maybe strange to some people, but it it used to work out. Yeah, it worked. It totally worked. Um, yeah, and then and then you would I I guess if you found a sentence that was grammatically a beast, you would just try to parse it out, just yeah. like you would. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I like. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of seven stage videos of uh, you doing the passages, especially uh, the ones uh, you up- updated later on. Um, I think in somewhere in the fifties, uh, 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 it got even more detailed. The uh, so those videos are, were especially helpful. I remember because uh, 
uh, the way you used to parse the referential phrasing and how you used to uh, you know skip a certain portion of the line and uh, to just uh, read the rest of the sentence which is easier and then connect it back to make sense and that was very useful i would sometimes just put my finger and you know just uh, read the rest of the sentence and then yeah, read just the other up, one cover up part of the sentence right because it's just getting in the way don't read it yet and uh, uh, i have seen a lot of your videos uh, taking uh, the test and uh, i used to i i mean i, I had my own uh, notation uh, technique but um, when i saw uh, some of the seven cjs taking i think it's just your videos for rc oh the the live videos where i'm actually taking a test fresh and then there's a camera filming it yeah, yeah. live videos yeah when i was not improving on the uh, rc section even though my br was really high i started to see some live videos of you do, taking uh, uh, the rc section and uh, i realized that i was do and i even recorded myself uh, doing the rc section and i compared the timings and everything i realized i was making too many notes so it was taking away from time and uh, when i realized that uh, uh, i started to finish rc section i mean there was one thing i you know because when i i felt in rc sometimes we internalize bad habits so much we don't even realize uh, it's, uh, it's it's important to expose those bad habits it, it helps to see yourself doing the section and see somebody experienced who has done the section and see if you can pick up some good point from the day they took the section i started to go less on notation during uh, br uh, it's very helpful to type out uh, the uh, at least low resolution summary if not high resolution summary i used to like earlier i used to uh, do it verbally but uh, i started to see much more improvement when i started to either write it to the pencil or type it out on my computer you know this is amazing hearing you say all this stuff i have so so many things i want to respond to first of all i'm i'm glad you like the new videos cuz i've been this is something i've been doing over the past year or two Uh, it's just going back over the curriculum and uh, replacing some of the older videos. With, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Because it, it's it's time consuming and it's also like the new videos are longer precisely because I do go into much more detail about how to like. I wouldn't just. I, I don't. I, I mean, in the older ones, I usually I used to just kind of, <laughs> kind of like wave my hand and you know like like if it's a particularly hard sentence or something. But in the newer ones, I really do try to. get very like fine grained every every little thing try to explain so the videos end up being a lot longer um but they are annotated so you know i guess you could you can move around um so i'm glad you found that helpful yeah it was very helpful for for logical reasoning videos also i saw that you have become much more detailed in your explanation it was so helpful especially the way you encourage students to fix a wrong answer choice uh, in the new videos in uh, lr Uh, I think that that is something people should do in their BR also. I, okay, so that that to, that brings me to the second thing I wanted to say. Just hearing you talk about how you study, this is you know I, I now now I know why you got that one seventy. It's because <laughs> of all these things that you do. I I just um, okay, so I'll I'll point out some specific things that I think um, uh, people definitely should do. One is you realize that you have some bad habits. Right, you real like that's not easy for people to realize that there are a lot of things that they've internalized that aren't actually helping them with their, with their score, with their performance. Like notation, for example, I never teach notation precisely because it just takes too much time to notate the the passages, and you don't you don't you don't know what like the thing about notation is. I think implicitly it has a faulty assumption, which is that some things are more important than other things. The, 
namely the things that you're notating on RC, like that's that's more important. I think that's not true. I think like everything on the RC is important. It's all signal. You just don't know which of the signals are going to be the salient signals. In other words, you don't know what like you don't know which which line sites the questions are going to call on. You don't know what part of the passage. There's also one technique uh, you uh, uh, mentioned in your later videos uh, that uh, if uh, which I found very useful for myself because there were parts of the passage which I wouldn't understand and dwell on earlier. If I don't understand, I will just stop there and try to understand before moving on. You uh, you suggested that we can flag that portion and uh, uh, just uh, make a mark and uh, read the rest of the passage. Just get clear on the structure. And if there is a question on it, then you go back and read it instead of wasting your time initially. It was very useful. It's good for content. Have you done prep test 85? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> okay, well, I suppose it doesn't matter. It shows up every single, on every single prep test, there's a passage where that technique you just described is useful. I just bring up prep test 25, cause I, 85, sorry, because I I was just, uh, earlier today, I was making the video for it. But um, every single prep test has a passage where, where at, at very minimum, one particular paragraph will be insanely difficult to understand. And even during blind review, you're going to be spending like five minutes on that paragraph alone, just trying to parse the language, right? So it's super easy to get flustered and just start freaking out during the time run, you know? But the thing is, like, you don't even know if, if the questions are going to rise to the level of dif difficulty that this passage is currently at, right? So in other words, the questions could be far easier than than uh, having to parse out the fine meaning of the of the paragraph so it's so it's really important to just not lose your pacing not lose your cool and, and just like contain that confusion just be, be just like this is the part i don't understand but it's okay i can still try to understand the low resolution the structure and and keep moving um so that's really helpful the other thing you said that I thought was amazing was just you actually taping yourself doing RC to examine what it is that you do. You know, we I talk about this all the time, but I bet you probably something like, I don't know, okay, safely less than half of the people studying for the LSAT actually does that. I would guess probably it's probably more like 10% of people who, who, who studying actually tape themselves and uh, watch how they uh, perform and do the timetables, like figure out how much time they're spending on the passage, how much time they're spending on each question, and then further compare their time to the, the timetables <laughs> that we have, yes, we have prepared on, on Seventh Stage. All that is incredibly time consuming. It's, it's, it can get very boring also. <laughs> yes, it's really boring. Yeah, I remember like nodding off, watching my own video, trying to like record, okay, 35 seconds on this question, uh, 22 seconds yeah, on this I have, question. I have like, made those <laughs> notes, I remember. Yeah, but it's but the data you collect out of that is so helpful. You really get to see where where you're losing your time, where like and, and it's it's the it's amazing when sometimes you see yourself like just get stuck on round one on a question that is so hard that you spend like a hundred and eighty seconds on, right? That's three minutes. That's way too much time. Three minutes is approaching ten percent of the of the section time you're spending on one question and then you get it wrong anyway. Right. It's like, wow, what a bad choice. <laughs> that also has to develop an internal clock, I think, when you see yourself and you remember and you see it took this much time. I think it helps in developing an internal clock. You automatically know that now it's too long. It's it's, it's getting right. borderline now. Let's That's move right. on. Yeah. I mean, the whole uh, exam, I think, uh, it's about uh, building good habits and internalizing them in a way that you don't even think about it when you are in the actual exam. 
the whole exam is about that and it's not just the test taking part but you know uh, uh, just sleeping uh, at the same time and waking up at the same time and you know having your uh, routine set for the test day i mean i had to, you one figures out the optimum uh, routine for themselves you know what they should eat and what time they should go to bed and i think it's just a good good habit at least at least a month before one should do that i've spoken to so many students now who've scored who've scored in the top 1 2 percentile of the test and everyone's like pretty different but by and large the one similarity is how intense every person is about this yeah i mean <laughs> I my the person I I live with my roommate she she freaks out at the things I do sometimes I mean, I, uh, I I have a migraine problem so I uh, I I used to I learned uh, I I was in yoga much earlier also but so I I I have learned so many inversions because it just increases your blood flow to your head don't have any fears before that uh, but if, if somebody is struggling with migraine i would say that instead of popping pills uh, uh, you know do do exercise i mean i i i used to have the most serious migraine because i used to play a lot of video games and uh, <laughs> and uh, this has helped a lot i mean uh, since i started working out regularly uh, the uh, episodes have decreased i mean almost one to none if i don't uh, go after the triggers the triggers being video games video games and dark chocolate and things. so there were some triggers sugar too much sugar uh, like that so uh, it, it helps uh, you know you could try doing a supported handstand or headstand for some time after warming up it really helps i remember uh, during the uh, test break i was just doing a handstand in, in the bathroom because i was so nervous <laughs> and there were there were some girls who they were like who is this freak what is she doing and i was like please don't pay attention to me this is just my mechanism to just you should have told them this is i'm getting my 170 that's what i'm doing <laughs> and i it, then i ate anything and you know i felt much calmer i mean this is the scientific this is this helps you <laughs> it can be very strange to people but it helps me I'm thinking about how uh even when I was studying for this that it was just all consuming like this was takes this over was your life I woke up yeah it's like takes over your life you're right it just takes over your life it's like everything else is it takes a back seat to to this but um that's the one thing I found I don't I wouldn't say it's a sufficient condition but um it's pretty much a necessary condition um at least uh anecdotally from uh my experience uh, speaking to students who've done Uh, really, really well. Let's see. What else? What else? I, I'm hesitant to broach the subject of video games. I also really like video games, but I feel like if we start talking about that, <laughs> I think I don't know how much. I think that might be a disservice to to our listeners. I, I would um, say people should try playing Ho- Hollow Knight. That's the le- latest video game I have been playing. It's really nice. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> um. How about how about uh your during your study process did you uh do any kind of uh group studying or were you mostly studying by yourself did you receive tutoring did you give tutoring I did join some uh, blind review groups uh, on seventh page but uh, it was not always easy to attend them because of the time difference but I did attend a few of them uh, uh, I remember waking up at 4 a.m for one of those I remember and <laughs> 
it uh, uh, it it's nice to study with others because that way you are actually forced to articulate your reasoning and not slack in that process and also when you see other people having similar doubts uh, you it, it instills a sense that you are not alone in this and it, it takes the pressure off sometimes i think it's it's, it's nice to do that and uh, i i did uh, take uh, two sessions of tutoring from um, another seven uh, uh, tutors only daniel right. uh, i did teach for the uh, tutor for the lsat also when i started to score higher um, i was suggested okay, that yeah. that also helps uh, you know to to teach somebody else who is struggling uh, to uh, break a plateau uh, like uh, like a yeah. 160 plateau and you you have been there recently so it's all fresh in your mind i i did that that was helpful i, I think i should have done even more of that you mentioned you had two plateaus uh the second one being in the try to break out of the high 160 oh that that that's yes that's yeah. very very hard it's very um, hard tell tell us about how you did that Uh, well uh, first of all i recognize that it's going to take some time uh, so i so that i don't get too worked up about it and, and secondly i rem- i just told myself it's going to happen though i had moments when i thought that oh, oh, how am i going to do this this just this is just never going to happen but uh, i used to remind myself this is going to happen so this is where you start and uh, then you take specific steps uh, i uh, I started to do even more thorough BR. Like I started fixing my LR answer choices. Um, I start, for example, in a parallel reasoning question, uh, you if there is a wrong answer choice, I will fix that also, uh, according to the stimulus. And um, this is how I this I, I uh, used to do BR. And also the I, in LR, I used to I started to do one more thing was to come up with an analogous argument in my head. to strip down the stimulus uh, to the basic structure in terms of a topic i can relate to for example i would uh, strip it down to something video games related or health related <laughs> yeah. i used to like those topics so uh, if there is a, a very uh, difficult stimulus with the fluff and everything and the argument in simply uh, concluding something uh, on the basis of correlation and then have a presumption of causation and then concluding something uh so i will just strip it down in terms of something i can relate to so these were the two things i started doing in uh, lr and one more thing uh with the actual uh, test taking uh, this is for bi for for actual test taking i started to trust myself more and be become better at time management because i think i was making a lot of underconfidence errors Uh, uh i mean i i was getting them right but i was still circling those questions for some reason and uh, uh this is where i started to you know watch more uh, of my own videos and uh, uh, and uh, people doing the sections and i realized that uh, uh i was introduced to this concept called confidence drilling uh you know i did some confidence drilling uh, which increased uh, the time i had for the most difficult questions which helped me to uh, get my lr in the range of like minus 2 or minus 3 and uh, it used to be about, about minus 5 earlier so that uh, for lr that was really helpful for uh, reading comprehension um, i started to uh, uh, you know not dwell on the most difficult questions that's what i started doing i mean there were some questions which were so difficult 
I, I you know you just know it that this is a very difficult question and then sometimes uh, I would just skip it after like one minute and uh, do everything else in the section and then come back to that uh, question. Uh, I think that also helped because uh, there there are some uh, strategically placed time sinks in the RC section. I feel, uh, and, yeah, and the, some of the questions are very difficult. Like well, at least one or two questions in the uh, the section were used to, used to be really difficult. So I thought uh, you know maybe I could you know save my time on those and do others first and then come back to that, and that helped me uh, uh, save more time. Uh, and uh, for uh, logic games, uh, I practiced a lot of logic games. I I I, I was getting better at them. So my, my most most of my focus was uh, on improving LR and RC. And uh, I though uh, I started with the foolproofing method and to break the I one uh, late one sixties. Um, I I wanted to ensure that I'm getting uh, my a perfect score. I was still dwindling from minus uh, one to minus three, uh, so I just did more of them actually. Uh, I, one thing I started doing was um, I started to note down the specific inferences uh, I used to forget, uh, like uh, you know small small things like uh, uh, when to not make a game board and when to make a game board and and one more thing i used to start, i i started doing was to uh, do the conditional question first and use those game use those game boards to answer other questions and uh, 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 doing the first question as you read the rules instead of noting down all the rules which was some introduced later both of those are new yeah yeah those are very good techniques and uh, um uh, and for example you know these small things like if you have a, a eight piece of, a grouping sequencing game and if there is a rule which says that a particular game piece cannot go with these two so instead of uh, writing in a negative way you write it in a positive way to make the inference uh, quicker and uh, uh, you know just uh, so that when i'm encountering such a question i remember that okay these were the inferences I should look out for even before I read the rules. I know this is going to happen because I made a note of it. So that really helped. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like that was quite a lot. It sounds like um, again, I'm not surprised at all that you actually broke the plateau, uh, the high 160 plateau. Hearing you say all that stuff, I can just, I mean, it's easy to say. It's it's so difficult to actually do. Um, but it sounds like you actually got improvements from all three sections, right? Yeah, that happened. I mean, uh, well, uh, my, in the prep test, the highest I could get was 176. Uh, and I used to just, uh, you know, uh, it was not consistent 176, but I used to dwindle somewhere in the 169 to 176 somewhere. And, and later on, it got like, okay, 171 or three or four, one, somewhere there, there. Uh, uh, and uh, I think if I had gotten more sleep, I would have scored higher. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's great that you get you. I mean, when you're trying to break the plateau, you're really trying to break it a few points at a time, right? You're you're not looking for that 167 to a 175 jump. You're looking for that 167 to a 169 jump, and then like a 169 to a 171 jump, something like that. So you you really target very small specific things. Right, because once you're up in that 160s level, the reason why the plateau is so hard to break out of is because your margin of error is so tiny now. Like you've already gotten the 
easy to pick up points. Now you're just dealing with a handful of really difficult yeah. questions. You just want to like get yeah. like five, six more points. But, That's right. You know, That's right. It's very difficult. And I just want to uh, reiterate some of the things that you said for LR, which um, I, I'm sure a lot of people who are familiar uh, with uh, the seven stage curriculum know instantly what you're talking about. But um, some people might, might not have gotten there in that curriculum. But two thing you mentioned, two things you mentioned for LR uh, during blind review, fixing wrong answers is a very powerful way of getting a masterful understanding of of like from the test writer's perspective how they generate these these uh, tr attractive traps right where you take a wrong answer and what you can do with it is either you can take the answer itself and you fix it you meaning you delete words you insert words try not to change too much about it so that it still kind of resembles what the answer looks like but then it becomes right that's one way to fix it the other way to fix it is to fix the stimulus maybe the stimulus yeah. could be changed slightly yes, so yes. that the wrong answer yeah, becomes that right helps. yeah so uh, you know of course when you're doing uh, analogy questions parallel method reasoning questions okay yes you have to do analogies but you can do that with flaw questions you can do that with weakening questions just any any lr question that has an argument is a perfectly good example for you to try to analogize, come up with your own analogy. You know, if you're if you're inclined to playing video games, the video game analogies make <laughs> sense for you, just go for video games, right? Yeah. If you like cats and dogs, I always de default to cat and dog analogies. Um, you do Star Wars. There. I also do Star Wars analogies, yeah. that's right, yeah. <laughs> I have never watched it. I need to watch Star Wars. Are you serious? You got to watch Star Wars. Go Seriously, go watch it before... Um, Go watch it before the uh, before law school, yeah. <laughs> um, but the other the other thing you mentioned about um, underconfidence errors is uh, is so crucial because underconfidence errors are uh, they just they don't show up on the question, you know. Like you get this question right, you know, you get it right, but you're you're underconfident, which means you spent too much time getting it right. So so that so that the error shows up on a different question because you you should have had more time on the more difficult question, but you didn't because you spent too much time on the easier question. So that's underconfidence errors. Really, it's like uh, it's a really subversive kind of error. It's oh, it's, it's hard to yeah, catch. Yeah, I missed out one one thing is to 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 go hunting, you know. Yes, for go hunting for yeah, the right answer yeah. when you. For some question, like sufficient assumption, just just pick it and move on. Do not there's only one right answer. You know it from P to C, and just pick it. That's right. That's right. The, the PSA questions, the essay questions. Once you find the right answer, that's it. Any time you spend looking at other answers is pure waste, right? It's just pure waste. Yeah. So it's really good. Um, yeah. So much of what you said is really good. The the LG, the LG is is that that I mean. I think people just get really good at logic games, and so it becomes this um, this battle of inches, you know, where where you're really it's not enough just to get the question right. You got to there's an efficient route to the right answer, and then there's an inefficient route to the right answer. If you take the inefficient route again, that will show up later because when, when you're in game four, you're gonna realize, uh oh, I don't have enough time, right? Why? Because games one through three, you didn't take the most efficient route to the right answer. Right, so so doing the acceptable situation question as you go through the rules, and then doing the um, uh, questions with additional premises first, they they all just make like a little bit of a difference, you know, a tiny bit of difference here and there, yeah. But that difference adds up. So yeah, that that definitely helps. I I used to target to have at least twelve minutes left for my fourth game. Oh, good. Oh, good. And were you able to were you able to consistently hit that? Uh, I was, uh, yeah, when I was scoring, I, I used to have at least 11 minutes left all the time. 
when i when i was really good at something at a, at a section then could could be 12 or 13 once it, it was 16 also because i think the section was easy uh, but i used to target at least 12 i should have because uh, sometimes they put a very strange game in the end that's true that's true a strange game that takes you a second to like close your eyes put your pencil down and just breathe yeah it's it's just it, breathe, yeah stay calm it's just it's, it's i i observed that for weird games also it, you just need to uh, stay calm and think uh, and think about a game board and just put and put something down you know it's 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 the same inferences and it's just about the unfamiliarity of text uh, it's uh, for example there was this game of the paper game you know i won't reveal too much uh, but the kind of bond paper uh, people people sold and you know it was such a simple you know grouping arrangement and they showed it like as if you know god knows what hell is this <laughs> it's kind of like analogous to that shock strategy in rc where something is so difficult that you just they're hoping you just like you get scared and flustered and then you just turn your brain off and that's it you just turn your brain off yeah right, that's why me- this this is where meditation helps actually Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know. I used to when I used to bubble my answer sheet, I used to take deep breaths. Yeah, and just kind of pay attention to the contents of your mind. Yeah, it's very helpful to stay stay centered. Um, yeah, this is all, and and you know, I think the strategies you mentioned for LR tie in very well to uh, tutoring someone too, because you know a lot of the br strategies you do yourself it's it's time consuming and it's you're not sure you're doing a great job because it's just you there's no external check but let's say that you are tutoring someone um then you can you and your student can work through like hey let's you know this was a flaw question we figured out the right right answer we explained why each one was wrong instead of moving on you know apply the analogy right let's hey let's let's see if we can come up with an analogy it's 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 a pretty cookie cutter correlation causation scenario let's see if we can come up with our own uh, uh you know different subject matter it's it becomes kind of fun right to have a back and forth with with someone to to do that i mean i obviously i i enjoy it that's, that's why i <laughs> yeah I it's, like it, it, stuff, it starts to get fun it, it is tiring though you know keep a glass of it's water it's tiring it's time consuming which again you know this is why i mean after hearing you say all this stuff i'm not surprised at all at your amazing 20 point Uh, improvement this is the necessary work that had to get done and i think it's a, it's, it's incredible because a lot of this stuff isn't isn't explicit in the curriculum a lot of it is implicit because like you just see in the video i mean i do this all the time in the videos where i fix wrong answer choices right and the idea is that it's you know it's like hey come on you should do this too right you as in the student should do this as well right don't don't just count on me to do it like obviously i, I wanted to do it to show you how it's done but like I can't do that work for you, right? Like you have to do it so that you understand um what what what's required. And also um, uh, there there are questions uh, which ask you to every everything weakens except so you you learn from other answer choices as well that this is one way to weaken another way to weaken the same argument. Those questions are very useful for learning. Okay, well, I'm I'm aware that we're coming up on on the one hour we had scheduled for the call, but I just, I just want to um I just want to ask you one last question. Uh is there anything in particular that you're most looking forward to about coming to the US uh, and studying the law? I am very excited to learn about a new legal system and uh, be in, you know, 
just to be a part of a diverse class and i'm generally looking forward to you know to be in another country for 3 years and do such a rigorous course it's it, the idea is challenging it's kind of daunting and i'm not like 23 years old i'm a little older than that but uh, i think i i would like to take up that challenge i think it will will be a great learning experience yeah i think you're fully prepared i think you're fully prepared to take on whatever challenge uh whichever law school is lucky enough to have you as part of its 1l class yeah i mean the earlier applications i was except uh, like top yale and uh, stanford i mean i was that waitlisted everywhere else so i was thinking that even though i felt somewhere that maybe for international students since we do not have an american gpa uh, they may not be as generous with scholarship but i think that could be fixed by uh, applying early in the cycle that's right so you got you got to let us know we i'm rooting for you i'm sure i'm sure we're all rooting for you whoever listening i'm sure they're rooting <laughs> so nice how can, to how say can you that. not be <laughs> well, you just yeah. that you said you have such a i i'm i know i'm just like really impressed and the dedication is that you you put into this test is like it's it's really it's really inspiring well you know I, i now i really like it you know sometimes i'm studying for it i'm not studying for it <laughs> <laughs> all right well I, i wish you good luck um i wish you all the best yeah and you know i, I wish all the best to everybody preparing for this and uh, they should remember that they're going to have the moments of helplessness and frustration and you know i can't do it but uh, you really can put in the work and be honest with yourself while deciding what kind of work you need to put into it. Awesome. Thank you. Hi everyone. I hope this episode left you feeling inspired to study. I want to ask for your help. We're new to the podcasting scene and I have to say it's way more time consuming than I thought it would be. As some of you may know, I spend most of my time creating content for Seven Sages Elsa course. And given the loss of how time works, This podcasting project does impose a hefty opportunity cost. I've heard positive feedback from you and have read all 14 of our reviews on iTunes. They're all five stars, by the way. I deeply appreciate it. But as of now, we have only around 350 subscribers. I'd like to, with your help, set a goal of reaching 500 subscribers by the end of the year. We only need about 150 more, but we only have about 30 days left to do it. There are two ways you can help us achieve this goal. Given how Apple and Google's algorithms work, it would help us immensely if you could leave a review. I promise it doesn't have to take more than 90 seconds of your time, and I read every single review. The other way to help us is to tell someone else about the podcast. You can link to us on social media or post about us on LSAT forums. You can even tell your pre-law advisors about us. Whatever means the communication you are comfortable with. From all of us at 7th Age, thank you for your support.